This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. It is time now for Making Sense of the Markets with Lori Pankowski. Lori is a senior portfolio manager at Canaccord Genuity and joins us now. Good morning, Lori. Good morning, Simi. How are you? I am good. Thank you. How are those markets doing? Well, markets are in the green again this morning, and the Dow is en route for an eight-day winning streak, which is the longest streak in uh, in four years. So, so things are looking good, and we had Canadian inflation uh, obviously come out this week, and um, you know it was lower than expected, coming in at two point eight percent in June from three point four percent the month before. The latest reading is finally within kind of the Bank of Canada's 1% to 3% controlled inflation target. And we really haven't seen that uh, since March 2021. Uh, A lot of that had to do with gas prices declining further. Again, in BC, we still have some of the highest gas prices in Canada, however. Um, You know, but food inflation remains steady. And I think that's something that we all are feeling, you know, when we go to the grocery store, that food prices really haven't changed much and continue to move higher. And, And that's true. And a lot of this still has to do with the base effect, Simi. So, you know, these numbers are coming off of high inflation last year. So inflation is still moving higher, uh, just at a much slower pace than it was at this time last year. And core inflation, which excludes more volatile food and energy prices, came in at 3.2% here in Canada and down from 3.5% uh, from the previous month. And, and so, again, the core inflation rate that the Bank of Canada wants to see, uh, that wants to see it at 2%. And they're saying that we're not going to see it till mid 2025. And so, Simi, this is something I find hard to kind of believe that anyone can predict uh, where inflation will be in, you know, uh, you know, that long period of time from now. And so, you know, I I would say just as when they were talking about inflation as transitory back in the day, um, you know, I would take that with a grain of salt. I think inflation has come down significantly. uh, And I think that them raising interest rates is going to be coming to an end. End here very shortly if it hasn't already. Um, and so, again, what we're looking at here in Canada, at least, is again the real estate market. And, you know, they're expecting sales to be slower. But, you know, what we've seen is is home prices continue to rise. Again, there's just a lack of inventory. You talk to anybody, you know, looking for a place to, to buy or to rent. And there's really, uh, you know, nothing around, especially here in, in, the, in the lower mainland. Like nothing around. And also what is on the market is really expensive. Yeah, exactly. And and then you add high rates to that and you try to get approved at a bank to to, you know, buy a property and it's it's very difficult. So, I still don't see how it can't negatively affect the real estate market going into 2024. Um, you know, the only thing I could see is if the Bank of Canada decides to, you know, do a 180 and start reducing rates at some point. And, you know, when they do, uh that's likely going to be a, you know, a, a a good time to look at real estate um be a good time for for stocks, bonds, all that kind of stuff. 
And so it's something that you want to keep your eye on. But at this point uh, in Canada, uh, they've continued to raise rates and the Fed were expecting them to pause or increase by a quarter point next week. That's still bullish for for stocks. We finally have an answer to the uncertainty about uh, rates moving higher uh, because what affects your portfolio isn't the Bank of Canada. It's what the Fed does at this point, right? So what the Bank of Canada does when they raise rates, it affects our lives as Canadians if you have debt or if you're trying to buy a you know property, that sort of thing. But for stocks and the stock market out there, uh, everybody's focused on the Fed right now. Okay. Well, that's good to keep an eye on that. Let's talk about earnings season. Yeah, earnings season has uh, started with a bang. You know, we had a lot of uh, banks reporting, U.S. banks, J.P. Morgan, City, Wells Fargo, Bank of America, Morgan Stanley, Charles Schwab. Um, you know, a lot of them are better than expected. And uh, some of that's uh, to better trading revenue, um, you know, wealth management fees, um, you know. And, and so looking at this, uh, we have some of those banks that we bought during that mini banking crisis that we saw earlier this year. Um, JP Morgan was one of those, again, the biggest bank in America. And so when you had some of that, you know, um, risk happening in, in the financial system, uh, depositors were moving uh, their money to some of those bigger banks. And so they benefited from that. And that's what we saw. So that's why we added JP Morgan at the time. We've added Bank of America now. And so when we're looking at earnings, I mean, they're coming out better than expected. And I, again, the, the you know companies have been resilient in this higher interest rate environment, as have consumers. And so when when you know economists were talking about a recession, you know, happening tomorrow, as you and I have talked about, it's just we're not there. We're, it's not happening right now. So again, you have to understand the momentum in the market right now. And if the Fed does pause next week, my belief is is that we're going to see the momentum continue for some time. Okay. Now I wanted to talk a little bit about AI here, artificial intelligence, because we talk about it all the time about how it's changing everything. But is it? I was wondering, is it changing investing? Yeah, you know, it, it seems that AI is becoming more and more talked about, especially in the investment world. Um, you know, and, you know, why is suddenly everyone talking about it? Even, you know, I'm across the table with clients who are, say, you know, you know, in their early 80s, and they're asking me about AI. And, you know, so it's definitely more of a general theme out there right now. And it's not new. It's, you know, being kind of built over the last 20 years. And, and what the big buzz is, Microsoft supported ChatGPT. Uh, was the fastest company ever to gain 100 million users. That was in a three-month time period. And uh, the record was recently overtaken by Meta's Threads, a competitor for Twitter, uh, which you may have heard about, uh, that surpassed 150 million users globally within just 10 days of its launch. We own both of those uh, large-cap companies, uh, Meta and Microsoft. And, and again, this AI kind of theme has just been talked about more recently um, in the media and in the investment industry. And, you know, it kind of feels a little bubble-like, I will say. It's not that it doesn't have legs, but I think you got to watch out here when you, when everybody's talking about something, for example. And uh, and so that's kind of what we're seeing. And that's why you've seen a lot of uh, tech stocks take off like a rocket uh, year to date. Uh, you know, we have some of these companies that are up, you know, 50%. Uh, that's Microsoft, Google's 40%, Adobe's 58%. <clears throat> you know, Taiwan Semiconductors is 40% year to date. Remember, this is coming off a pretty bad uh, 2022 for most of these companies as well. So it's, it's not just AI, but that has a big part of it. Um, you know, when we're talking about AI, we're talking about uh, generative AI a lot of the time, which is an AI system that's capable of generating text, images, and other media 
by taking in kind of a sea of existing data as it's raw inputs and and shooting out uh, what, what you're looking for. And, you know, I think a lot of people are, are worried about um, AI, you know, in, in various forms. And, you know, I think the, the idea is that it's going to bring more positives than negatives. And I think people thought that about the internet many, many years ago as well. True. So, you know, again, being an investor, you just have to watch out when things like this start picking up speed, you know, don't have FOMO, don't get sucked in, make sure you're buying companies that have earnings and revenues and, and are, are in the right areas in, in terms of technology. And, and just remember, you know, sectors change um, within cycles. And so it doesn't mean it's always going to be technology uh, that's leading the pack. Um, and so, you know, it's good to have some exposure, especially with what's going on out there right now, in my opinion. All right. It's also good to talk to you about it, right? <laughs> Definitely. <Yeah. laughs> I mean, you, you don't want to go it alone with any of these sectors. I mean, whether, you know, commodities are doing well, you know, whether it's it's copper, whether it's oil or whether it's AI or, you know, industrials, financials, uh, we're seeing financials uptick, as I was talking about. <clears throat> you want a professional, you want a financial team looking at this daily, uh, actively managing your portfolio for you. There's just so much information being thrown at investors. Like I always wonder for do-it-yourself investors, how they deal with this type of market. I mean, again, when markets are moving higher, everybody's happy. Uh, but when the cycle changes or the sector rotates, uh, you want to make sure that you've got a financial team that's on top of it and making sure that you re remain diversified. Mm -hmm. You know, just because technology is doing well doesn't mean you should have 50% of your portfolio in technology. Had that been the case last year, um, you would have been hurt badly. So it's always about consistent long-term returns, Simi. And that's why you have a financial professional or a team in your corner. All right, Lori, thank you for that. Thanks so much, Simi. That's Lori Pinkowski. Lori is a senior portfolio manager at Canaccord Genuity. You can contact her team directly, 604-695-LORI, or check out their website, pinkowski.ca.